Welcome to Chuck and Anthony Ragnatalk, the premier limited format prestige. I'll get, I'll say that the same. I I never said it the same way twice. I don't think that's okay. And now here we are. It's like a snowflake. It's beautiful every time and different every time. <sighs> here we are in our last episode, though. Last episode, and we mean it. And we really mean it. This we time. really mean it this time. We've there's been, no wink. There's no nudge. We've been. Uh, some of you have been tweeting at us asking why we're dicking around with you. Yeah, I I, I like that. I like that you're keeping us. You know. To task. That's yeah, nice. keep us honest. That's fine. But, yeah. uh, but I'll tell you what, hell. we could have go to hell. There, are, there are over 250 countries, depending on the geopolitical situation, at any given mm-hmm. time in this yep. world. And there's candy from all of them. And we yep. could have had 300 episodes worth of this podcast if y'all hadn't messed it up. And it would have been amazing it to say that. Been. Yeah. Uh, but we will say this: even though it is our last episode, we are covering yeah. the last five minutes of Thor Ragnarok for real. Today. For, for real. real. Truesies. Uh, a lot of you have said that uh, you would like us to continue doing this. We're having fun. We would like to continue doing this in some form. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to. We are. Ha-ha, <laughs> suckers. Uh, Can't get rid of us. After this is done, yeah. uh, we're done with Thor Ragnarok. We're going to be starting a new podcast where we uh, take some other things that we really love and go through them in the same way. Perhaps not 10 minutes at a time. No, no, probably, yeah, a little faster. Only... Only a precious few things in this world, like Thor Ragnarok, deserve yeah. the true level of scrutiny <laughs> right, right. <laughs> that we have given it. It's a gem. We got to look at it from all sides. You know? uh, but we do want to. We do want to take some of the things that we love, whether they're movies, whether they're books, whether they're TV shows, and yeah. kind of pull them apart the way we have been with this, and talk about story and what makes yeah. them work and what we love about them. Talk about what? Well, yeah, what we love. Bring some love into the world. Bring some guests on. Some good. Some creators and creators. Yeah, folk. have them talk about things that they've made yeah. and. and the process of going through the going through that and and what yeah. we love about the things that they've made. So all that is coming. It's coming. We'll nap. Will they talk? It'll be fine. Yeah, uh, we are going to take a week off. Mm-hmm. We're going to take next week off, and then uh, we're gonna we're gonna kind of nail this thing down, figure out what it is, and come back. You can just stay subscribed right here, and we'll show you, you the way. Get, we will show you the way. We'll show you the way. Yeah. We'll have we'll more feed, details. We'll feed you baby birds. Don't worry. But you also uh, you should also follow us on Twitter. Uh, if if you want to be up to the moment, I'm mm-hmm. at A Carboni. I'm at Chuck Wending, and you'll get all the news about that. Now let's jump into the last five minutes. Yeah. By the way, I think it would be great too if when we come back, yeah. it's just us starting Thor over again, and it's just like a fucking like a Groundhog Day. That's just a very like, us thing to do. That's a very us thing to do. We just start talking about that again, and just go, we just go through it. There is a podcast called uh, "The Worst Idea of All Time." Okay. Yeah. And it was, uh, it's a podcast where they watch Grown Ups 2 every week for a year and talk about it every that's, week. Oh, uh, that is like a, a, that's a hell, basically, right? I mean, uh, yeah, it really is. They put themselves through this hell. And then uh, it's called The Worst Idea of All Time. And um, they also have a podcast they do once a year with the McElroys where they all get together and watch um, Paul Bart Mall Cop 2. Oh, two. The sequel. Oh, God. Yeah. And they do it. They're doing it once a year, every year until they die. The rule is that they have to do it until they're all gone. (laughs) You almost feel like like eventually it will come out that this is some kind of celestial punishment for them or like an alien prison has forced them to do this. Like they committed a crime against the galaxy and now they have to do this. It really feels that way. So uh, right now, the worst idea of all time, year one was watching Grown Ups 2 every year, every week for a year. 
Year two was Sex in the City two. Jeez. And year three was the was the movie We Are Your Friends. Oh god. Yeah, they're really doing wow. it. Wow. Yeah. Wow. They're really doing it. Uh, you know what? Yeah. Courage, courage to you. Go friends. check those out if you haven't. They are they're very fun. I did not know that they kept going with with different <laughs> movies. But, <laughs> um, it's a cool one to check in on every once in a while. So, uh, we're we're probably not going to do that to you. No, probably. but we might. We might. We're wily. Yep. We're we're surly. shifty. Tricky. We're tricky. We're slimy. We're sneaky. Yep. Yep, all together. Uh, but this is, right now, what we're going to do is just finish this five minutes, this, this run of Thor. This Ragnarok. one, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, we have just mm-hmm. had the firework-laden entry of the Valkyrie. And what a good entry. And right? now we've I just mean, got everyone slicing and punching real good. It's gone yep. full Act 3 Marvel. Yeah. Um, we get a little moment of Scourge throwing down the Executioner's Axe. Yeah. Uh, he's given up, us- he's given up, you know. His, yeah, his, uh, his old ways, and it makes us think that oh, maybe he's maybe he's come to his senses. Maybe he's jumping into the fight. Yeah, um, or or <laughs> is he or, doing the other thing where he's is, just gonna casually sneak away? Yeah, uh, we we see Fenris biting through Hulk's skin before they go yeah. over the falls. Yeah, which is just sort of a gross thing. It's a gross thing. It's also an interesting thing because I this is maybe the first Thor or the first Hulk wound we've seen. Yeah, it is actually. That's and true. So, and so it's kind of interesting that they call it out. Yeah. He um, can be hurt, but only by giant dogs. Although not in the, fir- in the first in the first Hulk movie too. He could only be hurt by giant dogs. You remember the oh, Ang yeah. Lee movie? That's right. And there's gamma dogs. This is some shit. This is we just found some truth about Hulk's the Hulk. only weakness is dog bites. It's dog bites. <laughs> it's like Hulk rabies. Yeah, that's the only. And every time he yeah. gets, he has to get eight Hulk injections in his yeah. stomach. What if it's not gamma rays that made Hulk? It's just like he just ate some rabies. He it was just <laughs> it's just it's just rabies. He just has rabies. That's what happens when a guy gets rabies. And we just it didn't was know that. the gamma rays, but he also had his uh, his fingers soaking in a petri dish of rabies. <laughs> it's gamma rabies. It's gamma radiation. We figured and it out. He, uh, you know, like in those in those commercials <laughs> where they show uh, cuticles soaking in petri oh, dishes. Soaking, yeah, just like mm. that's what was going on with the Hulk. Banner yep. was sulk- was soaking in some uh, in some rabies and some the game rabies, hit him. Some, some fresh cold rabies. Um, so then we do see, as you said, Scourge is actually hiding among the refugees. And what I love about this is, um, it looks like it looks like one of those weird moments where the Ninja Turtles are wearing a trench coat. <laughs> it's very obviously a Ninja Turtle in a trench coat. Yeah, 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 like. like- if it was not chaos, you would have immediately been like, that is Scourge. He's just so huge, and he's still wearing his armor. Yeah. And it just looks like, I don't know, it's it's like one of those weird things where, like an old vaudeville routine where a giant man comes out in a tutu. That's right, yeah. Um, it looks really, really weird, and yeah, it's one of those things where I was watching it, and I was like, even amongst all of this fracas. yeah. Wouldn't one of these people who's frightened for their lives be like, hey, that's a guy who tried to kill us before. Right. Maybe, perhaps he should not be amongst us, but I'm giving he, it a pass. He's a jerk. Yeah, it's it's a pass. It's just one of those things. Too uh, much else going on, narratively speaking. That's uh, one of, it is actually one of the things that's sort of weird about like storytelling and, and, and this sort of big 
uh, kind of battle scene and a lot of shit going on, quite honestly, is like the, the, the narrative economy you have to think about to sort of make it work. Yeah, it's we we talked about this a little bit before where this sort of act three time dilation time gets faster and slower and faster and slower during these giant battle scenes and logic gets a little fuzzy sometimes. Yeah, sometimes it has to. I get it. I mean, I'm not it's it's not a knock. I, I understand it. No, it's not. It's not a problem. And there's actually something that they do here that that kind of solves one of these kind of time dilation problems for me. That we'll get to in just a minute that I really enjoyed. Uh, right now we have our three our three heroes on on the bridge. Yep. Saying, I think we should disband the Revengers. I know, just, I know, just like, I think it's time. I think it's time. We've done, we've done it. Uh, yeah. and this is this is the thing that I love. Hella saunt like just sauntering down the rainbow bridge. She just is she's in control, man. Yeah. I'll get there when I get there. Yeah. She's got this attitude of I'm I'm coming for you. Yeah, where are you gonna go? Sort of, sort of like in a teen slasher movie, where yeah. like, where like the the crazy teen has revealed themselves, yeah, and is like slowly skulking around the house. There's this thing here where they're giving so much exposition, like they're talking about their plan. Thor and Loki are sort of talking out the the logic of it all. Loki Loki's like hit him with a hit her with a lightning bolt, and Thor's like, dude, I can't. There, there's I, no lightning. I hit her with the, the biggest lightning blast in the history of lightning. Yeah. yeah, and the reason why this works normally, you have these these characters. I don't know, they're hiding behind a rock. They're hiding around a corner. Yeah. And they're talking about the logic of their plan and what they're going to do. This and you're like, moment, what yeah. are the bad guys doing? Yeah. Why, why do they have all this time to speak? And the reason in this movie is because Hella is going to take her time. Yeah. Hella doesn't, Hella care. She just doesn't care. Yeah. She's going to get there. She'll get there. Uh, so I kind of love that. And that's that's one thing we've talked about over and over with this movie is I love sort of, embracing style over substance, embracing who the characters are to sort of solve a lot of these fuzzy superhero logic problems. Yeah, and I feel like because it does that throughout, um, at no point do you feel like that doesn't make sense. You know yeah. what I mean? It just, it fits, it's braided right into the the narrative. So you're not like, it's not, it's, I mean, we're not looking at like a, a detective procedural where every little piece has to make sense. Uh, it's just, it's a big comic book. And yeah. sometimes it needs to feel like a big comic book. Um, this is where Thor realizes it was not about stopping Ragnarok. It's about causing Ragnarok. Yeah, and I do. I, I am really fond of the Asgard's not a place, it's a people. It's such a um, really vital. Like, honestly, I have found some really nice personal lessons out of that. Um, you know, in a year where I think, uh, I know, politically and uh, socially speaking, there's some people have had some issues with uh, family, and they've come to revelations that were like, well, you know, I have this family that I was born with, but then I also have this, these people I can make as my family, the found family idea. Um, you know, in terms of just the chaos of life and the chaos of whatever's going on, I think there's such a really fantastic little tiny message there about, you know, that it's people who matter and we kind of make that up for us. Like we, we do that. We put these groups of people together, families, friends, nations, whatever. And, uh, that's kind of what matters It's not necessarily about the the sort of the patriotism, the 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 found the unit that you were forced into, but so much you can choose some things, which is cool. Yeah, for a for a movie that's that's comprised thirty percent of Jeff Goldblum popping Shut up out of corners and doing silly things, which is also great. Which is also great. There are a lot of little you you can tell that there are some some deep ideas and some 
some deep emotional things that well, were isn't to that the also core appropriate? Of this movie. Yeah, and how appropriate is that to the the sort of the colonizer uh, digs the film takes? Right, is because a lot of um, people who have uh, suffered under the yoke of colonization and, and colonial sort of uh, takeovers have to have this lesson as well. Unfortunately, forced upon them that like, well, wherever we were taken from or, or wherever we are that's being taken over, um, it's about us and our people uh, yeah. rather than. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff. Like I, you know, like you said, Asgard is a place, not a people. I, I very often think to myself, you are not the god of hammers now. <laughs> yeah, right, right. You're not the god of hammers. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of good stuff in here. There uh, is some good stuff. And yeah. 30% of it is Jeff Goldblum popping out of corners and saying silly things. Yeah, see, that's the one, the bridge that I need to get to. Like, I have these lessons that I'm taking from it, but what I don't yet have in my life is Jeff Goldblum, like personally. That's the goal for 2019. Yeah, that's really, it, that's it. Now He's that my I'm lord and savior, sure, but I want him to show up. Yeah, now that I'm emotionally in a good place, now that Thor Ragnarok has really yeah. fixed all of my problems. All the chakras right aligned, which should manifest Jeff Goldblum. I'm pretty sure that's how right. that works. 2019 is the year that we all manifest Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, like a big giant, the hologram, the <laughs> stadium-sized hologram of him. Let's get it done, people. Let's get it done. Let's get it done. Thor tells Loki to head for Surtur's crown. Yeah. Which I love because so often in these kinds of movies, the opening battle is specifically there to show you how cool the hero is. And that's it. And that's what it felt like in the beginning. Yeah. This All feels along, like you probably think that's what that was. Just that intro battle where it's like, hey, this is just, we're starting it off with that big, you know, that Sid, that Sid Field guide to screenwriting, that like save <laughs> the cat, all yeah. that stuff where it's like, what's your big ooh, ah, wow moment within the first 10 minutes of this yeah. thing that tells you who the character is? That's what we think is happening. And then it turns out, oh, this is all going to tie up in a real nice bow. Yeah. That's, that's, that's another thing about this movie that's fantastic is so much uh, that gets introduced has, you know, you always have, it's like a two ends of a string. You, you have to find the other end of the string. Anything you introduce in a story has to sort of have its competing piece or completing piece, depending at the end of it. And uh, this movie really nails that in so many ways. Yeah. It's uh, what, even the, even the, 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 the crown kind of has the look of Loki's crown a little bit and yeah. it, it's, and it has a little bit of the look. They got a thing with crowns in this cause Hela has her spiky ass Hannibal, you know, elk Wendigo crown. Yeah. Cool. Horns. Horns are horns, man. Thing. Horns yeah. are in this year. 2019. Oh, horns. 2019 is the year of horns. But I, I do. It's like, um, what you're saying is like what Brad Bird said all the time when he was at uh, when he was at Pixar, and they now have it like hanging up over a, oh, over yeah. a door somewhere, which is use every part of the buffalo. That's right. there you go. Yeah, which is like if you if you're doing something no in this movie, know why you're doing it, know why it's there, and know how it's going to wrap itself up because that's right. just you don't introduce something just to introduce it. You can, and a lot of movies do, and a lot of stories sure. do, and there's not, a, there's not a problem with that, but it's so much more satisfying for everybody, even if they don't catch it in the moment, to just have all of those threads tied up if you can. Yeah, that, I mean, obviously that check off, you know, introduce a gun thing. So many people think that's literally about the gun, but I'm like, no, it's about introducing an element. No, it's about guns. The first time, yeah, it's, about, it's only about guns. It's, it's America. Chekhov it's always guns. said, put a gun in, yeah. uh, and, and two guns if you can. Yeah, and that's, then if two guns cool. should become four guns. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like guns, you leave them. You leave a gun on the table in Act One, and what Chekhov said is, it's like tribbles. Guns is tribbles, and by the end, by Act Three, you should have at least sixteen guns on the table. 
And then it's a John Wick movie. And then it's a John Wick movie. John Wick 7. I hope we get to John, you know, John Wick 7. God, can we talk about John Wick? Of course we can. Point? Jesus Christ. Whatever and our new trailer, thing is. Oh, yeah, we got to talk about John Wick. Because that trailer for three, man, came out. And that's that was some business right oh, there. John Wick Katanas, is so good. Motorcycles. I don't know why. We'll get into it when we talk we'll about John Wick. But yeah, man, but I love me some John Wick. And it's like, I it's another it. one where it's like, why, why would I love John Wick? Uh, God, and I almost, I, I equally want them to get into all of the weird world building with like the assassins, but I also don't. See, in the new trailer, okay, this is a podcast about Thor Ragnarok. Thor only. only. Thor Ragnarok. We're going to finish it. We're going to just relax. We're going to finish it. Uh, but in the John Wick 3 trailer, there's like an assassin switchboard. Oh, it's amazing. We're like these, there are these assassin phone operators that are like. Why? I don't care. I don't, there's this whole other, oh, I love it. Mm. I love it so much. Chef's kiss. (sighs) Anyway, yes. So this movie does, uh, does use every part of the buffalo here. I Um, agree. So Loki goes to grab the crown. Yep. Sees the Tesseract. Hey, catch Infinity War. Hey, old friend. Catch Infinity War in theaters. Yeah, um, <laughs> we're a, we're a, we're sponsored by Infinity War. I wish. Yeah, really, boy, that'd be cool. Um, so then we finally see Scourge coming into his own as Hela kind of anchors the ship. That's right. And the undead dudes start coming. Yeah. Uh, because underneath his Ninja Turtle trench coat. Yeah, he's he, got some Chekhov's guns, doesn't he? He's got Chekhov's guns, baby. Right, he's literally got them. He should have. That should have been the name, the Chekhov. You don't. You don't introduce two no. guns. Yep. And a dragon head. Unless. <laughs> and a scooter. Well, here's what they didn't use. They didn't, <laughs> they use, didn't use the use Vespa. Oh uh, yeah, or the shake weight. They had a Vespa and a shake weight. They didn't use them in this climactic battle. Okay, screw you, Thor Ragnarok. Why didn't Hulk ride a little Vespa? Uh, up onto Fenris. All right, give us, let us write a new, one of these movies. There, Listen, there's some problems with this movie. I'm just going to yeah. say it. No Vespa, no shake weight. You introduce a Vespa and you don't pay it off. That's all yep. I'm saying. Uh, you burned, you burnt. He does some genuine gun kata equilibrium sort of stuff, Scourge yeah, does. He does. He's like a little John Wicky right there. He's a little, a little John, John Wicky. I, I like... Which is uh, which is what they? I hopefully the John Wick community calls the John Wick Wikipedia. Oh God, it's the should. John Wicky missed opportunity. If they don't, if they didn't, I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up right now and see if the the John Wick community oh, has, has a John Wicky. If uh, not, then we know what our next mission is. A John Wicky, but different than a Sam Witwicky from Transformers. It, it definitely. Jesus. It definitely doesn't come up on the first page of results mm. when you look for John Wick. That's a missed Dis- community. That's a missed opportunity, John Wick. Disappointed. Fandom. Disappointed internet. All the internet. Um, but yeah, he does some great stuff. And this is going back to sort of even in this scene, the choreography and the fighting styles of the different characters gets a little more generic than it's been just because- It does, yeah. I think, you know, when you're dealing with choreographing a fight that has 100 people at once, that's yeah. sort of necessity. That's hard. Yeah, that's hard. But there are little stylistic things that show that Scourge kind of fights with like this sort of gun kata sort of thing. And right. I really enjoy that. I do too. Uh, Hella's sad, disappointed look before she oh, kills Scourge. I know. It's condescending. It's disappointed. It's sad. It's like irritated too. Like, ugh. 
It's eerie. Really? Yeah. You know, it really does look like I'm sure you've I'm sure you've had this look on your face, Chuck. It looks mm-hmm. like I've seen this look on the face of a lot of parents when a oh. kid is like it's it's the look of a parent that turns around at the park to see that their kid has found like a pile of dog poo. Yeah. Um uh, our example of that, thankfully no dog poo. We were in a um our son was young, I think like 2, 2ish. And we were in our um, kind of like one of those Chinese restaurants. It, it's a gr- uh, the food is great, but it's not not what you would call a fancy restaurant. Mm-hmm. And uh, for just a moment, we just lost track of him because he was, you know, he, kids like to be like we go at like four o'clock when there's no one else there, and he's just at the wall licking the wall, <laughs> just licking the wall at a Chinese restaurant. And I was like, well, there it is. Why did you? Ask, yeah. What, why? I don't know. Yeah, and he was fine. Like there was no. I mean, it was all good, but it was just like you're like this is. How old was he at bum. the time? I don't know. He might have been like two, sub two, two something like that. Yeah. So I mean, enough like to, enough to be t- tutoring around, but not enough to have a, a lick of sense in his head. Yeah, yeah, uh, and enough to enough to vocalize a little, but not to really tell you why. Yeah, but I'll tell you what. It, we we reversed it. And I, I tweeted a little bit about this. Um, I I'm kind of and we even talked about it here. I've, I'm kind of falling into the Pokemon hole a little bit. Oh yeah, he's he's deeply suddenly fantastically into it. So last night uh, we'd already watched the um the, the quote unquote new movie, which there's like four thousand Pokemon movies in series, so it's very confusing. Right. But it's called The Power of Us. But then I guess it's though there's one previous to it called I Choose You, which is yet again like you think Spider Man gets some reboots, but like Ash and Pikachu get a thousand of them. Yeah, they should and, be. Uh, so there's like I guess one scene where it's like catter, it's spelled caterpie, but my son pronounces it caterpie, and uh, I was like, so does caterpie evolve into caterpoo? And he just fucking gave me this withering stare, like <laughs> how how fucking dare you say that about Pokemon? Like, th- listen, Dad, there are a lot of things that we can joke around about. Yeah, and like poo is usually like a win. Like I thought I had it, and uh, nope, no, I I was that was some heresy. I was gonna say what I was gonna say. The reason it didn't work is it was a joke based on a false pre- uh, on a false yeah, well, precedent. Yeah, false, yeah. Because because a false pre- premise because uh, it's cat or pie. Yeah, but you know what? He doesn't. But know he that. says it's cat or pee, so it should have worked. On should have worked. Should have worked. I don't know, work. man. I think I think some things are just off limits, and uh, you yeah. have to be you have to be sensitive to that. I got to be respectful. You got to be respectful to margins. Yeah, certain things. You know, there are some things we don't we don't joke about in Pokemon. We don't joke about Pokemon. No. Um, <laughs> so are, wait, are you like, are you like playing some Pokemon now? Are you into I it? I haven't played go yet, but we we're we're playing the, uh, let's go the RPG. Yeah. The where are you at on let's is, go? Uh, he is now, Christ, I'm trying to think of where the hell it is. It's, uh, who is he trying to fight now? There's someone he's trying to fight and he's having a hard time doing it. Uh, I mostly just watch. Um, yeah. it's sweet. Like it's super easy and sweet. As a game, yeah, it's really it's, like it's really not, wonderful. I told you my my wife got into it, and she was not a she was not a Pokemon kid. Yeah, and so she got into it, and she was just like, "Oh my god, this is amazing!" I was like, "This is just Pokemon Red and Blue. You yeah. can't fool me." But yeah. uh, they they made some changes. But even to it easier, right? Little. Like even just chiller. It's yeah, it's definitely a lot more chill. Like you used to have to um, only the Pokemon you fought with would level up. Yeah. So even if you had like four other Pokemon in your lineup. Only yeah. the one that fought got XP. Okay. So yeah, like, because it's all now. They just like you just have to grind and grind and grind. 
Yeah, this rains on them. Yeah, it's so it's so nice. It's so it's so simple now. And catching them with the catching them with a little p- pokeball or the switch we don't have thing. the little controller thing. Yeah, just but just use the switch. Yeah, you know, just throwing the, the switch thing is is great too. Uh, this is a podcast about Thor Ragnarok and only, only Thor about Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok. Thor is a Pokemon. We'll just go with that. There are, these Marvel these Marvel characters are all Pokemon. They're all Pokemon. That's why they're battling all the time. Um. So yeah, Hela looks kind of sad and also like meh about killing Scourge. Yeah, and Scourge, like, dies quick. So quick. Like, which is fine. I mean, he, you know, he shouldn't have, but, like, classically, you would give him a moment outside of the Gunkata, like, to pay back. Like, he would, like, get a little, like, a cut on her cheek or something. But no. No, he doesn't no, he get anything. He just sucks the pipe. Yeah, and he, he, doesn't get a, he doesn't get a cut on her cheek. He doesn't get a hit in. He doesn't he get a line, nothing. really. He perishes. He perishes. And I like that because, you know, we don't need to dwell on Scourge. No, and she's super powerful, and let's not pretend she's not. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the uh, then we get the you can't defeat me, uh, and then Thor Thor's delivery of like no, I know where he's like <laughs> yeah he's like he winded can. dad playing pickup basketball with his high school son. <laughs> yeah, he's like whew, whew. no, I know, yeah. I know. Like, <laughs> but good game, kid. Good game. Um, yeah. And I want to point out here, but he can. And I want to point out here because some people uh, have have asked me now that they know that I am a huge fan of this movie. Mm-hmm. If Thor beats Surtur so easily in the beginning, yeah. why is Th- Surtur so hard to defeat in the end? And the answer is not that Surtur is hard to defeat or that Hela can't defeat Surtur. The answer yeah. is that Surtur is particularly good at one thing, and that is yeah. fucking up Asgard. Yeah, that's literally his job, and it's a prophecy, and now you've fulfilled that prophecy. Yeah, so it's not even necessarily that he gets more powerful on Asgard like Hela does. It's just that all Surtur has to do is fuck up Asgard, and Hela's gone. Thor and Valkyrie and even Hulk can't fuck up Asgard. They don't have a sword the size of a planet that can stab No, and that's actually where Surtur probably does gain more quote-unquote power in that he's just fucking huge now. Yeah. Uh, he's way bigger, uh, and the prophecy has made him so. Yeah, uh, probably the prophecy, probably the flame too. That was probably yep. part of it. Yeah, uh, that, and I think that's part of the prophecy. That's the whole whole thing is all bound up together to make him a giant Asgard smushing machine. Um, so that's why that happens. And yep. don't think much more about it than that, everyone. I do, but I do, one thing I like to get I like to get into because Surtur is not much of a character, but I do wonder what was going through his head when he's like, "Who's this lady?" Yeah. Like, wow, this is, what? Oh, it, but I do like that he wakes up. He's He knows that he died. Yeah. It, on some level, he knows that he died. He knows that he's woken up giant on Asgard, and his first thought is like, oh, good. Yep. Oh, I'm here on I'm Asgard. Here. I'm here. It all worked out. Oh, Prophecy great. fulfilled. It's Surtur Day, everybody. Yeah. I, I just knew it was needed coming. faith. Yeah, it was Surtur Day. It's a parade. Uh, So, <laughs> and, then, and then we have the, uh, we fulfilled the prophecy. I hate this prophecy. Yep. <laughs> Which is a good prophecy. little line. Yeah. Uh, and then it's like, yeah, all we got to do now is sit back and let Surtur do his thing. And as long as he's able to, and then Hulk just comes flying out of nowhere. I know. It's a great moment <laughs> where you're like, oh no, is he going to really screw this up? And I love it so much. Yeah. Cause, cause at this point you really are thinking like, Hey, what, where's Hulk? Yeah. Is, is Hulk, Hulk dead? Is Hulk okay? Oh, there he is. And there that's is. hilarious. Yeah. Rather than Hulk just kind of like popping up, they, it's it's good that they gave him, you know, this movie is the movie of great entrances. 
Yep. And even he at gets the end, another good one. Yeah. This is a great entrance. Uh, and uh, I like his little like sad line, like you know, just for once in your life, don't smash. And he's like, but and he just looks so sad. Yeah. Like just big monster. Big monster. Big monster. This Come is what on. we do. <laughs> um. So then, but he does do the Hulk jump because the other thing that you're thinking in your head probably as you're watching this the first time is how yeah. are they going to get to the ship at this point? Right. And then it's it's totally fine. Hulk jump. Hulk jump. We know that Hulk jump goes that high. We've seen yep. Hulk jump. It's fine now. Um. So they go up into the ship and, uh, uh, this fucking, fucking Taika Waititi, man. Yeah. Giving himself this little soliloquy. I know this perfect moment of like, you know, I'm going to wrap it all up. I'm going to give us a place of hope and a place to start from again. And then it will become a haven I know. for, all, for peoples all peoples and aliens of the universe. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> and I love that. I uh, love it. Um, and then he's just like, nope. <laughs> then we get, uh, Sorry. Then we get a cool thing with Thor and Loki here. A nice yeah. little brother moment. I know. Um, and it even wraps... It wraps up this joke in a really nice way of, if you were here, I might even give you a hug. I know. Aw, he's here. Yeah, that's nice. Aw, and you know what? Loki's fine. Loki's fine. You know what? He's gonna be good. I think right now what's happened is Loki's gone through an arc where he kind of understands place, and he's coming to his own, and now he and Thor are gonna have many, many wonderful adventures together. Yeah, this is definitely not one of those things where when someone finally reaches the apotheosis of their narrative arc that they are taken out brutally to hurt the audience. Definitely not that. All danger's been averted, and you know, now what's great Mm -hmm. is that he and Thor and Heimdall now that Heimdall isn't stuck in that tower all the time, think of all the adventures Heimdall can have as well. He'll be great. God, they're going to be a blast. God, it's going to be amazing. I can't wait. Idris for, Elba coming back again and again. I can't I'm wait sure. for years and years of adventures of the three of them yeah. to come. Um, yeah. I also like the uh, the coming to the throne, and it's like they call him King of Asgard, and he like yeah. looks back and gives like a little wave to the surviving Asgard, like a little. <laughs> I know, oh, like hello. Hey, yep, that's me. Yeah. Um. And then the, uh, where are we going to go? And Meek, where are you Meek. from? <laughs> I know. What's your home planet, little bug buddy? First of all, why would you ask Meek? Just, I mean, on a Lego, don't, don't ask that guy. That's not a guy. You don't want to go to his planet. Meek's never, That's, yeah, Meek's number one, never said a thing. Yeah. He just makes little chitters. Yeah, I like that it's probably just Thor literally reaching for an answer to make it sound like he doesn't, he's not confused. Yeah, I, and, and just. Oh, uh, who's near me? Who's near Meek. me? Oh, so, knife bug. Yeah. <laughs> who lays thousands of eggs. Yeah, who is not in his robot body anymore, and now we can see he's just a weird, squishy body. Let's ask him. Um, uh, but you can't. And the, oh, no. Yeah, no, I accidentally yeah, stomped on him on the bridge. <laughs> I'm, I'm so guilty. So He's just carrying him around. Korg's just carrying around Precious Meek. Oh, I love that moment. What an ending for Meek. Well, not an ending, of course, because then we get the beat where Meek wriggles. Back to life. Yeah. But just what a different Meek from uh, the Greg Pak. Just a completely different. Now, completely somebody different tweeted meek. at us uh, saying that they had picked up Ragnarok uh, or, or Planet Hulk based oh, yeah. on our recommendations. And I was like, man, I can't wait. I can't wait for people who have only seen Ragnarok to read Planet Hulk and really and see, see the differences yeah. between the two because it is. So dark and so, so different. So dark, so different. Such and huge, epic, truly epic in a way most comic books can only pretend to be. Um, and then, of course, he says we're heading for Earth. We head to the credits. 
Yep. Um, and then our post-credit sequence, post-credit sequence yeah. number one. Um, do you really think it's a good idea to return to Earth? Yeah, of course. People of yeah. Earth love but me. Bring, bring me. Are you sure? Yeah. How about um, me? Yeah. But I do love. I do love that where where Thor is just like. Thor really is that brother, or yeah. that friend of somebody who's really who who's really scummy. Who's just like, <laughs> look, man. It'll be great this time. I've forgiven yeah. you. They're gonna forgive you too. And if they don't forgive don't worry, you, yeah. they gotta go through me. Like it's a really, it's yeah. that lovable dumb lunkhead thing of just like, yeah. no, you're my friend and I'm good. So everybody better be good with you. <laughs> We're all good here. We're all good. Anybody got a problem? Anybody yeah. got it? Like he really is still kind of that guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thor is just so pure and so so lunkheaded. Um, and then of course we get the big old ship. That big old yep. ship that pops up that we now Which I'm know. sure is fine. I'm sure it's fine. Yeah, it's probably somebody coming to save them. Yeah, uh, like did, when you were a kid, did you ever have those like bookmobiles? It's probably a bookmobile. It's probably the space equivalent of a bookmobile or a yeah. food court. It's a food, Yeah, like a big old food truck food court. It's the autonomous mall planet ship. It's, it's great. It's Yeah, you can go to an Auntie Annie's there. They got a hot topic. <laughs> they got a hot topic with- Cool Thanos shirt. If you go to one in the Northeast, they got an Orange Julius. Oh man, Orange Julius. They're special. I saw an Orange Julius in a mall last year when I was traveling. I don't remember yeah. where, but I was just like, holy yeah. shit, Orange Julius. You know, someone said something about the secret ingredient. What was the secret ingredient? Do you know what it was? Uh, it's it's one part orange, two parts Julius. It's just how Ju- they just pour Julius. The secret is you go a little extra. If you ask them, they'll go a little extra on the Julius. Yeah, Okay. <laughs> God, someone, I'm, I'm like reading a re, uh, recipe here, and I don't know if this is the recipe. If you've never had like, an orange Julius, uh, you're really missing out. Yeah, this is ice water, oranges, milk. I mean, okay, powdered coffee creamer. Mm-hmm. Is that really? I feel like it's got to be. Oh God! Oh, egg whites. That's what the that's what it was. The real ingredient is is egg whites. It sounds disgusting when you list yeah. it out that way, and it yeah, is it disgusting. But yeah. for a time, it was like everywhere it's an artifact of that time it really is like there's just it was all of a sudden it was just this drink was super popular it was like going and getting a green smoothie yeah. but like the 90s version or i guess even the yes. 80s version is probably, probably yeah straight up 80s version probably like it, 80s version it, it's amazing how much of food and trends and culture is really so much down to context and it's not necessarily that it's good mm-hmm. it's just a it's just a thing that everyone did and so it becomes nostalgic yeah there's that um there's that really great thing on the i want to say it's the bon appetit channel where they do a hundred years of oh and they'll take nice. like a hundred years of chicken and they have kids yeah. they have kids from today eat it and so yeah. it's like okay a hundred years of chicken and so kids will have to eat like chicken a la king and then like chicken kiev and like all these different right. weird like things that were the popular way to eat chicken in yeah. different decades and you can watch some of them are very like why did we do this <laughs> it's true why, why did we was this? this even a thing yeah. like when they go through a uh, hundred years of like uh jello and and fruit desserts oh, and you're just yeah. like oh my why god hot, why are hot dogs in this why yeah why is why is this a mix of when you get to ambrosia and it's like hot yep. dogs and marshmallows <laughs> and like <laughs> fucking weird ash and you're just like why oh. <laughs> yeah just Give me a slice of that Jello with the hot yeah. dog and the marshmallow in it. Oh God! Even now, just makes everything curdled. Ugh. Um, yeah. This is a podcast about Thor Ragnarok, and we're almost done. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Post credit sequence number two uh, yeah. is Jeff Goldblum. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. We see the last of what happens to the Grandmaster, and I just love, I just love this <laughs> thing, this scumbag con artist thing. Yep. I'm just like, oh no, yeah, we did great work. You, yeah, we did it all. We all worked together. So proud of you. Let's call it a tie. <laughs> yeah. Um. Very good. And you, you can almost feel like that probably could work. Almost. Yeah. I yeah. mean, they've set up it like they, they have set up Sakar and some of these alien raids. Like, like Loki did go. Like, it looks like you're in dire need of leadership. Yeah. And it was like, oh, great. Yes. Yeah. Yes, we are. Thank you. So Lead us. there's there's a, there's like a fifty percent chance that the Grandmaster is fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And that is the end of Thor Ragnarok. Holy shit. Can you believe it? We 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 tweeted about it. It was a joke and then it really happened and then we just kept going. And then we just kept going and then it's done and that's that's a lesson. That's how things happen. That's how things happen. That's how everything happens is you is you make a joke about yep. something and yeah. then you're beholden to that joke. Yeah, really. Like you got to do it now. And then you're you're stuck in doing it and then you're you trapped. and then you get it done and then you make another awkward joke and then you're beholden to that. And that's life. Yeah. Until you're dead. Until you and are that, dead. Uh, and that's the final joke, buddy. That's the final joke. Um well, thank you all for Well, well, let's do this. Final final yeah. thoughts. Anything you want to say about Thor Ragnarok that you feel like we haven't we we that just needs to be said now that we're at the end of our journey. I, you know, I mean, admittedly, I feel like we said so much, but at the same time, I want to reiterate that uh, in this particularly peculiar uh, time, I really think Thor Ragnarok is just sort of the movie we need. Uh, it's such good comfort food, but it's comfort food that's like prepared by a an, a master, a chef. Uh, this is not ambrosia. This is there's no hot dog and jello here. This is like one of those things where you go to like a food truck and you're like, oh, it's just an egg sandwich, but it's like a really just the best egg sandwich you've ever had. Uh, I feel like that's that's Thor to me. It's a movie I can put on at any time, at any point, and it just makes me feel sort of good. To me, it really it really kind of uh, uh, puts into focus and and kind of kind of crystallizes this this thought that I've always had, which is, you know, even if you're doing something silly, there has to be a lot of thought behind it. You know, because yes. a, a story is is like we're, you know, I think you've said it before, and and it's something that I've I've definitely read a lot. Uh, there's this idea that a story is an iceberg, and yeah. you put ninety percent of the iceberg is under the water, and no one will ever see it. But because that ninety percent of the iceberg is there, you can see the tip of the iceberg. Precisely. And people will, there are a lot of people that will understand some of the subtext and there are people that won't understand some of the subtext, but that's okay. And that's okay. The, the real truth is if you don't put any of the subtext in, then it's only the surface level stuff and nobody gets anything out of it. It's only by putting that sort of deeper stuff in, even if it only makes it to the surface in two or three lines that really makes it a sort of cohesive whole. And this is just like a really good, there are $150 million movies that come out every week now. Yeah, Um, and half of them are, you know. And they come out, they're gone, they disappear, and you never think of them again. You maybe like, maybe you pull them up when you buy a new TV because you're like, I remember this movie looking cool. Yeah. It was fancy. And it and it really like it really means a lot to me that Marvel understands that and understands that to make theirs stand out and to make theirs last for a long time, they have to get these sort of like brilliant people who have their own style and have things that they want to say and need to say and and let them express that in this hundred and fifty million dollar beat up monsters movie. 
Right. And, you know, to, to kind of go back to the storytelling thing and, and the, this movie sort of being a great sense of fancy comfort food, um, I do get the sense sometimes being on the Twitters and, and sort of being tapped into, you know, kind of the writing community and the storytelling community and uh, being a guy who, you know, delivers dubious bullshit writing advice at every given turn. Um, I do, you know, you get that question of like, well, how do I continue during this turbulently weird time? How do I just make stuff and why would I make stuff? And I'm like, you know, there's nothing wrong with escapism, especially when you make an escapist piece like this, which is a portal out of the nonsense going on, but then still actually maybe has stuff to say if you care to find it. Um, and so it's a really great example and a good reason why um, you should continue to make stuff at this time, because this is going to outlast this period of insanity um, and it's going to continue on. And it's going to be a movie you can watch 10 years, 20 years from now. Um, and, and so I think that's such a vital thing to do and a good reason to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, thank you all. Thank you for coming on this people. this journey with us, where we spoke you about fools. Thor Ragnarok and only Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, uh, we will be back. Chuck and Anthony will return, as they yeah. say at the end of at the end of every Marvel yeah, yeah, movie. Yeah, I know. We, we yeah we need like a post credit scene. Dun 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 dun. dun, dun. Um, yeah. we will. Uh, we're we're going to take next week off for sure. Stay subscribed here. And we will have yeah. some news for you the following week, and maybe even uh, maybe even an episode of this thing. Uh, Ooh, yeah. fancy! If you have any suggestions of of things that you'd like us to talk about, um, we know we know that it is going to be focused on on movies and media that we love. We know that it is yeah. going to be focused on storytelling and sort of pulling apart storytelling and seeing why things work. So, with that in mind. If there are things you'd like to see us talk about, you can certainly let us know on Twitter. I'm at A Carboni. I am at Chuck Wendy. And you can also email us at grandmaster at ragnatalk.com. And do so. And we will see you in a couple weeks. Chuck, I love you, buddy. I love you, buddy. 